Hi, you're listening to Oh Hey Heather, Tell Me a Story. Real stories, real experiences, by real people. I hope you enjoy. So I'm driving to work in the rain. Uh, Clearly it's going to be flooded by the end of the day. I'll figure out another route home, which is fine because thanks to back roads, there's like 50 ways to get home. But the point is, I'm sitting here, I'm listening to a Joe Rogan podcast, and I've also been contemplating my own thoughts because tonight is my first airing of a podcast with my brother. And I know it seems like no big deal, it's your brother, and I'm like, I know, but we have so many things to talk about, and we have to keep it all in one place and keep a flow, and it's like a debut, so it's really important. So I'm adding anxiety to the situation that should be easily nothing. The point is, is I'm sitting here thinking... As I'm listening to the podcast, you have to sell ads in your podcast to fund it. And I get it. I mean, that's what radio is. I've been in radio. That's where I started at 19 as an intern in radio. So I get it. I know radio and I love it and I don't want it to go away. I think it has a great purpose. What I'm saying is, is what if a new player came into the podcast game now that it's taken off the way it's taken off, like a Netflix that determines that they just pick and choose and buy contracts with the podcast they want and become exclusive. Meaning like a Joe Rogan could join Adam Curry, which I think Adam Curry as the godfather of podcasts should be the first one allowed into the arena where he creates his own channel that is only for his people and it's exclusive. And if you want to be in it, you must subscribe. I know that sounds crappy and I know everybody's like, I want free, I want free. And you should have free. And maybe there's a way to even rethink the model of Netflix to rethink the model of free. But I'm just saying, I want to see something like that where it happens. So then I started thinking to myself, how did that idea come into my head? Well, it obviously is a Joe Rogan thing because he interviewed Adam Curry, which taught me that he was even the godfather because I had no idea. I thought he was just another long-haired guy from Hairbangers Ball that probably is still somehow tied to the hairband network which is also making a big comeback because generation x wants it so i thought okay these are ideas from ideas but then i thought that's what all ideas are ideas are from ideas ideas spur from ideas and they continually carry on and that's how they grow and fall like a chain and i was thinking to myself then how does bad things happen where people get tortured and carried into these long miserable lives and I was thinking like directly Holocaust like I saw a meme on Facebook that was showing all of these people voluntarily walking into the chambers where they tortured and killed them all and understanding that that was a like, how does that happen? And they're like, oh, how does that happen? Oh, all of us, look at us, we're all... And it was it was using it as today because of corona. It was trying to imply that, which I do not agree that we have anything to say with the Holocaust. That is its own evil beast of a thing that should have never happened in this world. And to this day, if people still don't use that, remember that, and know that, to tie together why humanity and people in power is a, a deadly recipe depending on who it is that you put into power, then... I don't know what else is. So I wanted it out there. I want people to be reminded of that event and I don't want people to deny that it happened. But what I'm saying is is I don't know that it compares to what we're living with now, even though maybe it could in later times. I don't know. I'm just saying it was in my feed. I've already given up Facebook, but it was in my feed at the time and it did be relevant to me and make me think. 
I'm getting rid of Facebook because I'm tired of seeing naked pictures of our president acting like he, yeah, Photoshop is stupid. Photoshop be damned. Um, anyway, back to my point. What would make someone like be able to do that? And I think it's because they ran out of ideas. They ran out of ideas of how am I ever, ever going to get out of this? How am I going to escape? How is this not my fate? How am I going to get out? Just like people in prison. Now, I'm not saying that people in prison didn't deserve to be there. I'm sure they did. And, you know, I'm, there is a small pocket of people that did not. But you end up learning how to succumb. You succumb to your fate. And that's when your ideas cease. And your resilience steps in. And the resilience is something that can be there when you have ideas. Resilience can be there when you're pushing forward to get yourself to a next level. Or resilience can be there when all hope is lost and you don't know what else to do but survive and try to get through it and remain intact as a human. But resilience is something that you must carry with you at all times. And if you don't have resilience, I don't know. But I'm saying, Perhaps that is why they walked through there because they were out of ideas because there weren't any ideas at that time that were going to work and they saw so many ideas fail. But the ideas were based on individualism and not group. And imagine if every single one of them had the same idea and every one of them had that same idea that they were going to do that. And that's not something normal that comes from peaceful people that that don't understand war and fighting and, and nor should they nor should they. I don't want to be in a world like that either. But I'm just saying ideas are power. And even though an idea may be wrong, it's an idea nonetheless. And you have to listen to ideas. And you have to consider ideas. You cannot dismay an idea because you don't like what it implies. You cannot discredit an idea because you don't like who it insinuates may be negative. You have to understand that every idea is worth betting in a world with no answers. And if there are no answers, every idea must be vetted. Every lead must be fought. You know, I heard this, uh, that Diaz guy, and he made a great point. You know, when he was talking about criminal investigators, when you have all the facts lying ahead of you, there may be detectives with different theories. They may think it was a different guy, but you understand where their intentions are, and you understand that they're giving ideas, and every idea must be vetted to find the right one. And if we're not in a world of ideas, if we're not in a world of suggestions, if we're being condemned to one side or the other with no in-between, the ideas are going to die. And we can't allow that. We have to have ideas. As far out and as crazy and as funky as they can be, it may be one that you can discredit within an hour. And you can be like, well, heck no, we'd run out of oxygen. Duh. Okay, fine. Discredit it. But you must consider it. Every idea must be considered to be a successful place that moves forward. And if you can't consider every idea, if you don't want to hear every idea, and if you want to shut down every idea, then that means that you yourself are putting yourself in danger of being into a one-sided place where you can't see anything else but what lies ahead of you as you walk forward. That's all I know how to say it. Okay. And there you have it, another episode of Oh Hey Heather. I hope it has made you think of a story of your own, or how you could relate to this one, or if anything, just something you could enjoy. Thanks everyone, and have a great one.